Well, good afternoon and welcome to the Gym Owners Fitness Business Podcast, sponsored by FitRec Fitness Registration and supported by Life Fitness Australia and Hammer Strength Australia. Well, today I've got a great catch-up call, and that catch-up call is with John Paul Rami from Zembly. So who is Zembly? Well, Zembly were on our podcast around about 18 months ago, and Zembly is a software company that's focused on end-to-end user experience and intelligent automation for owners, staff members, and partners. Now, John is the co-founder and CEO of Zembly. Good afternoon, John. Afternoon, Mel. Thanks for having me back on. You're very welcome. And yes, it's been a while since we've chatted and so much has obviously happened in the last 18 months or so. So what I wanted to do was I wanted to kick off the podcast straight away this afternoon and just ask you, 2020, the year of COVID, what did Zembly do to assist the club owners of Australia, and I know that you have over a hundred locations now. So tell me, what did you do to assist those club owners? Well, obviously, um, as you roughly say, when we last spoke, it was just prior to, to everything happening. Obviously, no one would have uh, expected the year to turn out how it did. Um, what we essentially wanted to do was ensure that all of our uh, club owners and merchants knew that they had a support network in us. I'm sure they all had their friends, family, customers. They all had their network of support. We wanted to ensure that they understood that Zembly was also going to be there to help them through this time. Um, so we were on the phones, obviously, talking to our customers, seeing where they were at, seeing how we could assist them. I mean, everything from removing our subscription fees for the time that they were closed, which we did for our clubs, uh, just to help them out with their short-term cash flow all the way through helping them do, you know, complete member suspensions and cancellations of their database, do bulk alterations with payments and billing and things like that. We really sort of jumped in to help them in any way that we could from a technical point of view, but also offer them that financial assistance as well throughout that time. But I think most of, most of all, we were happy just to get on a call with them, talk them through things that we were seeing, offer them some suggestions, insights and inputs on ways that they could get through this process and, and really come out the other end and flourish. Um, so we were really uh, happy that we were able to provide that support. We were really happy that our team at Zembly really sort of jumped on and, and were willing to do what we needed to do to get our clubs through it. So, John, with with the product, just in case you know somebody's listening who's not quite sure who Zembly is, I know that you have three levels with your product being basic, pro and premium. But what are some of the features of the product that can help the new club owner that may be thinking of switching at the moment or perhaps opening their own boutique? I think there's a few things, and, and I want to start off with what a lot of our customers, you know, what they uh, believe is great about our product and why they came over in the first place. And I think the first thing is the simplicity of use. I think this platform has really been built from the ground up with a lot of insight into the industry. You know, myself, obviously, having worked in the fitness space for over a decade and going out to our customers, we are really uh, keen and we really sort of press our customers to give us a lot of feedback so that we can really be optimizing the platform in a way that's going to resonate and make sense for club owners. You know, so our system obviously looks after everything from end to end, everything from your billing, your scheduling, you know, you know, direct communication with your member base, a range of things. But I think 
The, the, the key thing as well that really separates us is, is the time that we have taken to give the end customer or the customer of the gym a great experience through our application of our app. You know, I think that's something that we've really prided ourselves on is we want to ensure that the club's coming on, their end customer is going to be really, really happy with the platform choices they've gone with. We want to give them a really great app that is simplistic, easy to use, but offers a real social element. And, you know, we're talking about now going into, you know, the battle of the boutiques or really being the boutique fitness market. It's the growing sector. And this whole um, desire for these boutique clubs to create this community and culture within their four walls where members feel connected and members feel a part of something. And we want to extend that in a digital platform through that member app, you know, through our group chats, through our posts and news feeds, in our, um, in our app, members can really stay dialed in and stay engaged into their club even though they're not there. And it's a great way to get members coming back into your environment and back into your um, community even though they're not in those four walls. And we're seeing more and more now, I think, some people um, having some hesitation about using social platforms like Facebook or Instagram. And I think a lot of, our, uh, a lot of clubs rely solely on those platforms to provide digital uh, community experience for their clubs, uh, for their members, I should say. And if you've got a member coming into your club who doesn't use those platforms, they're immediately alienated from that. So through our member app and through our system, we can make sure that it's an inclusive environment both in the club, but also when those member steps out of the club, they still have a really great way to stay connected and stay engaged and encourage that member-to-member interaction and member-to-member engagement, which we think is so critical to the success of a boutique club. So that's what I wanted to ask you about, John. The Zembly app allows members to communicate um, with each other. How do they actually do that? They've got the app on the phone, so how do they communicate? Um, they can go into the app, and um, obviously every member can manage their privacy settings as well, depending on how much they want to engage or not engage, but a member can go into the app and they can view the people who are also going to be attending the class with them. Let's say if we're booked in for a class tomorrow morning, I can see... Uh, you know, the first names of the people who are uh, booked in to attend with me. I can choose to view that person's profile and follow them, and they can also follow me, which would form a connection. And if two members are following each other inside our app, they have the capacity to communicate, they have the capacity to invite each other to classes and to form some sort of, um, you know, relationship there where they can go to classes together and they can sort of provide some additional motivation for each other as well. Um, it also allows... Yeah, no, no, keep going, sorry. It also allows the staff to uh, really drive that community and culture as well. So, for example, if I'm an instructor of a class and I have uh, 10 people booked in tomorrow morning for my class, I have the capacity to communicate to them uh, through the app as well and perhaps give them in some insight into what the class is going to entail or just start to create some sort of friendly back and forth or banter to really get the, the, the clients excited and enthused about the class. And there's an opportunity for me to talk to the group and the group to talk back to me and talk to each other as well. Um, you know, we really like the idea of starting at a, you know, a 6 a.m. Friday morning class, for example, and, and everybody's walking in having already had some interaction with each other or interaction with the instructor. We think it's a really nice way to start the class and it's a really nice point of difference for that club as well. 
And the great thing about being able to communicate with each other via the app is obviously the, the instructor can, you know, like cue those that are coming in with perhaps what equipment they might need for the class or something that might be a little bit different. But then also you've got those people who have joined the club on their own. They sort of get to engage with people before they sort of physically meet them too. So it's a great way to meet new friends, you know, communicate with them beforehand and then physically see them in a class situation and then be meeting new friends. So I love that way. And it's a great shift away from, you know, your Facebook and your inter and your Instagram and even, you know, Snapchat. It's very it's more personalized as opposed to being out there on your Facebook and your Instagram platform. So I think it's a it's a really cool idea. And I haven't seen any other software company uh, yet launch that as part of their app. The other thing that I also liked about um, the membership system that you've got, the, besides doing, you know, uh, scheduling bookings and doing that client management stuff, that you also have payroll integration, is that correct? And marketing integrations as well with Assembly? Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, the, the, again, the, we wanted to make sure that as we built this platform out and, and there is uh, lots more as well that we're going to be developing over the next 12, 18 months and beyond, but we wanted to make sure that we were designing in a way where, you know, all the tasks that you really needed to complete, the really important um, things that you needed to do to run a successful health club, we could encompass inside um, the platform. And, and, and payroll uh, was one of those things that, you know, we see is really, really important because it obviously often is the highest uh, overhead in any fitness business and payroll percentage as a, as a figure uh, is probably one of the most important figures in your business to really understand the viability and profitability of the business. So we wanted to ensure that we provided that data in a really clear way so that clubs could you know, roster and allocate staff and resources appropriately so that they're not obviously going to be you know, overextending themselves or putting on um, staff in a time that might not be necessary and inflating that overhead more than it should be. So we wanted to provide that payroll system so that it could obviously be very easy to, to allocate pay, first and foremost, to your staff, but more so as a way of providing really good data to the owner uh, or to the managers as to how they're rostering and how they're allocating resources in their club and if perhaps there's some things that they should be considering to ensure that that um, uh, you know, is managed appropriately and, and managed properly. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the fact that you can allow people to book in for classes uh, and then they obviously they scan when they come into the club, that's a great way to know whether the classes um, are successful or non-successful and then have to move them off the timetable when you work out what you're paying your instructor as opposed to how many people are turning up and then how much that class is really costing. Because um, as yeah. most most club owners know, prehistorically, you know, we used to get instructors to write down the numbers on the, a piece of paper in the group fitness room uh, or get them to write it down on their pay sheets. And then, you know, it's funny how classes were always rounded off to the 30 or the 35. It was never yeah. 26 or 18 <laughs> or 13. And it's been a very, very big discussion in the industry over the last couple of weeks that club owners are looking for some type of app that's going to allow um, not just for people to book in but to know exactly how many people are in the classes but then actually be able to work out what the cost 
to really run that class versus what it costs to pay the instructor. So that's a big topic of conversation uh, at the moment. Um, John? You're, you're, yeah? you're absolutely spot on. I mean, um, you know, utilisation reports are, are so important, particularly if you're running boutique and you've got 50, 60 or 100 classes a week. Um, you know, one thing that's really important as well, which I just want to touch on is, is the importance of giving that data to the management, but also the importance of showing that data to the individual trainers and to the specific people who are going in running that business. And I think that's one thing that we're really proud of with Zambly is traditionally a lot of our um, you know, software companies like us only uh, privy the owners or the management to access data and information, whereas we actually allow that same access of information to the staff. We're obviously not showing them the information that relates to the business performance, but what we're doing is we're showing them the business that relates to their specific performance. So when they log in, they're getting an understanding of their utilisation for their five or ten classes a week. They're understanding their hours projection and whether they're increasing or decreasing their PT hours. They're understanding the customers that are allocated to them, what their attendance and performance is like. So information is power, and information allows us to make more informed decisions and get a better outcome. But we want to do that not just for the, the owner and the manager of these health clubs, but we want to do that for each individual trainer and staff member so that they have some clarity on how they're training, how they're tracking, and they can start to make decisions that are going to improve their performance and make their time at work more enjoyable and, and better for everyone. Yeah, I totally agree with you on that. Um, and there'd be hundreds of club owners and GFMs out there that would be saying, yes, absolutely. I was watching some of your videos on your Facebook page and I, I have to encourage people to jump over and have a look at the Assembly Facebook page. Um, and I noticed that in one of your videos, you were very, um, very clear and concise when you said any of your competition, any of your competition can replicate the promotion that you're running in the club, but they can't replicate the experience. And that we as an industry now need to lift our standards in our club. Can you give me a little bit more uh, information on that? I think, um, you know, it's no secret that the fitness industry has grown and has been growing year on and year out you know, for the last two decades. And, and I think it's actually going to continue to to, to grow and um, you know anyone who opened a gym say 10 years ago who still has a health club probably has found that you know they've got three or four times more clubs in their local area now operate uh, you need to ensure that your business is defendable and your business has to be defendable in, in, in what is a growing market and there's always going to be the chance and likelihood that new competition is going to come and, and open up that could be better funded or even have a more recognizable brand so to make your business defendable, you can't have a sole reliance on your offering. If your offering is personal training or Pilates or, or yoga, these are services that people can replicate. You know? um, and so what you need to be really investing your time and energy into and, and attracting people that can help you deliver it is what would be a unique experience. You know? And it's an experience that ultimately we are selling, particularly if you're in the boutique market. Um, you know, your service can be replicated or your, your particular product can be replicated, but one thing that you need to ensure that your competitors can't replicate is the specific experience that people get when you come in, and that's ultimately what you're selling. When somebody walks into your health club wanting to learn about you, you need to be educating them on the experience that they're going to have when they come into your health club. You need to be educating them on what your current members have to say, what your current members think 
about the club as opposed to just identifying what the features are in your business, which may be available down the road, even potentially at a less cost. Um, so for us, you know, and we look at software uh, no different. You know, for us, Zembly isn't just about providing a tool for people to complete tasks. It's about providing a really unique experience for the members who come into our app, for the staff who utilise our platform, and for the owners who run their business utilising our platform. We are trying to provide a very unique experience and a unique way of doing things, not just a tool. And uh, I think that philosophy allows your product to be, or your health club, to be a lot more defendable, regardless of who may open up in your area. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I have to say, you know, through 2020, it was really interesting watching everybody come online and teaching Facebook Live classes. And I almost felt like, you know, I was on Netflix and I just went from channel to channel and everybody was doing the same thing. And it was really about, well, if everybody's doing the same thing, I'll just buy on price because nobody's offering me anything different. Then when I saw the clubs open their door after COVID, it was interesting to watch a lot of people go back to their what they were doing in 2019 and then watch people open their doors who have gone, right, I want to be different in the marketplace and they were launching a new product that nobody else had in the area. So therefore, that was giving their members, you know, like a, a USP to come in and do something new in the club, whether it was new equipment or new group fitness. And I feel when I look at my own community, clubs that have launched a new product and a new culture, they're the ones that are getting the foot traffic through the door. Those that understand their business model are getting the foot traffic through the door. And I think those that have just opened their doors and just gone, hey, we're the same thing, but we've got a you know, new coat of paint, the same hoodies and T-shirts, and we've thrown in a couple of extras. I think they're the ones they're going to have to work extra, extra hard this year. We all have to work hard, but I believe that those guys are going to be the ones that have to work extra, extra hard. And I agree. And I think even if you look at it from the consumer's point of view, you know, we, we want to buy products and we want to buy services that resonate with us where we feel there is an alignment uh, in terms of what we believe and how we see the world and, and what this product or this service um, offers or, or believes as well. So I think for, for customers, they're, they're looking for things that are going to resonate with them, for things that match the way that they operate in the world. And, and I think we need to be really forthcoming and conveying you know, what we are as a business, what we believe uh, you know, our customers should be entitled to and what we believe the experience is that we want to sort of um, uh, put people through and that's what's going to resonate with those customers and consumers you know particularly if you're looking at a lot of people that go and join gyms you know often they are not fitness savvy people often they haven't you know been exercising for 20 or 30 years in their life maybe sometimes they're just going to get started and this is a new thing for them they're not really uh, you know completely across all the bells and whistles that, that fitness businesses have and what all the different offerings mean and group PT and PT and reform of Pilates and yoga, what they're really looking for is a place that they feel comfortable with, that they feel that they can trust. And I think if we lead with the experience, we have a far greater opportunity to to gain members like that that we can really do so much for. I, I agree with you there, John. I just wanted to touch, <clears throat> excuse me, just touch on base with something with assembly. So let's just say hypothetically I launched the product within my club and I'm getting some great data back from it. It's, it's uh, you know, educating me on what's going on in my club. Can you just tell me, though, just go a little bit deeper, 
What is some of the data that I as a club owner can access that I may not be able to access at the moment with other software applications? I think there's a, a few key things. Um, you know, the way that, and just coming back to that, I think it's the way that also that data is able to be accessed, I think makes a really, really big difference. You know, if you're having a really hard time in your current application, actually manoeuvring through to generate reports that are of value because the process in actually extracting that data is quite complicated or quite difficult or not very uh, accurate, you're going to remove yourself from that process very, very quickly and you start, you're going to start to find yourself relying more on, on feel or guessing, which you know, can have uh, relevance at some time, but you don't want to solely rely on guesstimating things. So I think the first and foremost I want to touch on is we've created our reporting in a way that makes the extracting of that data very, very simplistic and very visual. We've created a really, really nice experience for club owners to be able to say, view a dashboard, collage of reports, and be able to look at each individual data point by way of graph, comparison, and also you know, a table format which they can filter, they can export, they can click through. There's a whole uh, workflow that we've designed so that you know, a, staff, uh, sorry, a staff member or a manager who may have 30 seconds in between clients and wants to get a quick snapshot of how the business is trending this week can do it with a couple of clicks and 30 seconds, if that. So I think the way that we've made the data accessible, first and foremost, is, is what has separated us uh, to date from our customers. Our club owners that have come on have traditionally never really looked much at reporting and data because of the complexity in extracting it. Their previous system have now come on and started looking at parts of it, you know, data and information that they previously had never really considered. You know, and I mean, when we're talking about what kind of data you can extract, I mean, you can really run a report on almost anything. You know, you can run a report on, obviously, let's look at attendance, on sales. We can run reports uh, in Zembly to show you the turnaround time of your leads. You know, from when they enter the funnel to when they're either converted or lost, how long have they spent in that process in each stage of your sales process so that you can start to gauge the turnaround time and how quickly you're actually getting on the phone and contacting a new lead that comes in and how long they're staying in that sales funnel before they're either converted or not. You can extract a range of information as to why people haven't converted, why they might be suspending, why they might be cancelling. Uh, we can look at comparison from staff to staff and how they're performing in their uh, sales uh, retention, um, you know, active members, conversions, things like that. So we provide a range of data points that you can view that can give you some really in-depth knowledge into how your business performs, first and foremost, when it comes to sales, which is obviously key if you want to grow, how it performs in the, how you perform in the retention of customers and getting your customers to actually come and attend how your staff perform in those key areas, as well as things from revenue, payroll, uh, you know, a whole range of data points that they can really look at and drill down as far as they want. Um, you know, you find that some owners tend to like to see the information in a really basic format. They just want to know the key figures and get on with it. And there's other owners that really, really like to drill down and understand what's behind all those key data points. And they really have the capacity to do that in Zambly. 
Um, so I think that the, the first point for us was really ensuring that, yes, we can provide all this great data, we can provide all this great reporting, but if it's not easily accessible and if it's not um, simple in the way that you actually obtain that information, it really doesn't count for much. And I think that's one thing that we've done a really, really great job of doing is making that process of going into a system and finding out what you need to find out really, really easy. So I've got a couple of questions for you, and I am going to put you on the spot. <laughs> so um, the, first, the first question is, all right, so you're talking about lead generation. So if a club owners that have a Google website, this is this is pretty much what's happening to the majority of club owners that I speak with at the moment. Somebody inquires on their Google website, they want to join the club, they fill in the form, and that email then comes to me. And I've got to send that email to my front desk staff to ring. Can I integrate it where that inquiry, first of all, the first question, can I integrate it where that Google inquiry drops in straight away into the leads? So I open up um, my software Monday morning at 9 o'clock and there's a whole bunch of leads from Sunday night that have come from Google. People want to uh, join the club. My second question away from the lead generation is, does Zembly allow me to have on my dashboard, let's say, my profit and loss statement for January 2021 versus my profit and loss statement for January 2020? So two questions, completely different. So in terms of the first one, yes, we can integrate out into to websites so that when a customer is on your website and they fill in a a form, for instance, to inquire, they can come and populate into Zambly. One thing that we'll also do is when a lead comes in through the website, or let's say a lead messages your business's Facebook account or Messenger, we can actually bring that conversation, bring that lead directly into Zambly as well and, and allow you to communicate out to them through Zambly as well. But when that lead comes into the system, I think one thing that's really unique is we assign it a unique status and we begin a count or begin a timer. Um, so when that lead is then picked up or answered in Zembly, we actually get uh, to the second how long it's been sitting there in a waiting status before it was responded to and answered. And we can give you averages over that as well. So it, it's I think for us, yes, we can capture leads, but uh, taking that next step further, we wanted to create some incentive and we wanted to create some change of behavior there and by putting on a timer and really giving you that data around turnaround time we're actually seeing that we're encouraging our clubs to actually respond to those leads a lot quicker because they know that uh you know there is some some data collated and there is some performance around it now that we've created a performance metric around it so for us it's, it's yes we we want to complete that functionality and we want to have that feature but we also want to change behavior in a way that you know is going to allow people to utilize that feature in a better way that's going to enhance the club and enhance the outcome that the club is going to get. Uh, so for us, um, you know, it, it's, it's not just a matter of creating these features. It's creating a way in Zembly that's going to almost change certain behaviors to help get a better outcome for that business as well. Uh, and the second question about the profit and loss we're actually just now um, finalising our integration with Zero, so we're going to make it very easy for information to be translated from Zembly into, say, a Zero account. Then soon will come NYV and, and QuickBooks. So the idea is that all of your revenue data, 
all of your payroll data uh, and that information can actually feed through quite automatically um, to formulate your, your, your P&Ls or your profit and loss statements so that they can minimise any sort of uh, entry or double entry data into those platforms as well. So that's how we would sort of deal with that as well, just pulling through your revenue, your payroll, all those sort of um, uh, you know, in- income-related uh, reporting, which membership selling, you know, the highest, and which packs are selling the highest, and we would automate that that information directly into a zero and NYOB or a QuickBooks account, which would then populate into a PL for you. And I mean, they're pretty great resources and tools for club owners to have, and the fact that they can just, you know, log in from home, you know, if they want to have a look, um, as opposed to having to be in the club to access the software. Now, does Zembly marry up with both Apple and PC or just one at the moment? No, so we're completely cloud-based, so you can access us on any device anywhere in the world as long as you have internet. Um, So our application obviously runs in both the App Store and Play Store. So regardless of what device your customers are holding, whether it's an iPhone or a Samsung, um, they'll be able to access the application and, and, and utilize the app as well. So, um, yeah, we, we run on any device. Uh, you can access it anywhere in the world as long as you have uh, internet. That's absolutely great, John, because I have spoken to a few club owners recently who are a little bit like me, married to the app, uh, married to Apple, and um, have to actually travel into the club to access some of the information. So that's um, that's great to hear. Now, just before we close off our podcast today, I do want to say that um, Zembly does have three levels, being the basic, pro, and premium, and they do have multi-site capability. And uh, as you heard John say, they're doing some new integration work at the moment that's going to give club owners some fantastic tools to get uh, their profit looking a lot stronger as opposed to previous years. Now, John, just before we go, if I was to say to you, what are three, what are three non-negotiables in a club to create member experience, what do you think they should be? The three non-negotiables in a club to create members' experience. Oh, it's it's hard just to think of three. I mean, there's a lot, but I would say that every customer should have at least three relationships within that club. Uh, that could be a staff member and two members or three staff members or three members, but I would want each of my customers to feel like there is at least three people in the club that they know quite well, that also know them quite well. Uh, that would probably be the key one. Uh, I would say... Oh, it's a really, really tough one. Um, I think uh, another non-negotiable for me would be to involve at least a second person in my business, maybe a 2IC or a staff member in every interview process. So I would have two people in the business um, interview every applicant before a decision was made. I think it's really good to get somebody else who's close in your business, who's operating in your business's opinion before you bring somebody in. Um, obviously, who you employ tends to have the largest or one of the most significant outcomes on how your business is actually going to perform. So I would say that, that would be a non-negotiable for me. Um, and well, it's really, really tough. The third non-negotiable would probably be having uh, at least once a week some form of team meeting or, or meeting with your key staff people at least once a week to talk about um, how the business is going, what's happening in the business and what the main outcomes or objectives are for the week ahead. 
So they would probably be my three key non-negotiables. I mean, there's quite a few more. And again, depending on the business, they might change. Uh, but that they would be the three that would probably come to mind uh, first and foremost. And the fourth would be to create the best members experience to make sure that you've got Zimbly on your front desk. <laughs> Absolutely. 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 You can't, you can't miss that one. You can't. John, it's been an absolute pleasure to catch up with you. As I said, it's been a while, but I've been watching the Zimbly crew across all of the social media platforms and you guys are doing a great job and congratulations on having over a hundred locations now. And I can only expect to see greater things come from Zimbly. So please do tell me where is the best place to get in contact with you? Uh, you can jump on our website, zimbly.io. And I'm happy if anyone wants to email me direct as well, john at zambly.io. Um, they're probably the two best ways. Fantastic. So, again, thank you, John, for joining me on the Gym Owners Fitness Business Podcast today, proudly sponsored by FitRec Fitness Registration and supported by Life Fitness Australia and Hammer Strength Australia. Have a great day, John. Thanks, Mel. Thanks for having me on.